0: So how many of you know what the Razzies are? They are the anti-Oscars. Every year they are released, a whole nomination, and winners as well. For the worst of the worst of the worst that Hollywood produces. I first came upon the Razzies in the age before the internet. Um, Roommate of mine in boarding school had the history of the Razzies the worst year by year and i remember the two worst films of all time that they said just absolutely unconscionably bad one was called simply him which was an x-rated retelling of the life of jesus christ <laughs> in addition to being as they said just intentionally you know offensive and you know provocatively bad it was just it was just a horrendous movie i mean people didn't know their dialogue but the worst of all time The worst of all time, they said, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Ed Wood, truly a genius in making horrendous, horrendous movies. And one of the reasons I love the Razzies so much is because I love the movies so much. And I think it's really important to differentiate out that which has real quality and that which is really, truly awful. And so I think there should be Razzies for religion as well, too. So even though this year has just recently begun, I think hands down we already have the winner in one category, the most callous response to significant human suffering, Reverend Pat Robertson. Let's hear it for him. Pat Robertson who said, as Pat Robertson loves to say, just at the moments of greatest human sorrow, the worst possible thing. Some of you already know this already, but what he said was that Haiti has suffered so many catastrophes over the years because to secure their freedom in, I believe, 1804 from the French as a former slave colony, they made a pact with the devil. And it is because of this pact with the devil that they have been suffering calamity over calamity over calamity, calamity over all these years. I think he wins. Or at the very least, if there's a religion razzie this year in that category, I can, wow, I can only imagine what it's going to have to be to be even worse than that. We heard the voice of Jerry Falwell after 9-11, blaming that attack on, we call them abortionists and gays and lesbians. We heard that Katrina from another televangelist had been swamped because it decided to host one gay pride parade. There's enough Razzies to go around, it seems. But I didn't want to just hold up the televangelist today. I wanted to hold up one other particular awful, just awful example of this. Any of you know who Star Jones is? Yeah. Yeah. She used to be on The View. And as I understand the story, I didn't see it live. I saw a reporting of it. When she was on that sort of, you know, conversation that she and the other women used to have, one month before... She had been celebrating her honeymoon in the Maldives, that series of islands in the Pacific, one month before the New Year's tsunami that killed 160,000 people. And she didn't say that much, but what she said just chilled me to the center of my being. Because as she was talking about this, she said, Oh, I was just there. I was just there a month ago. And with the smile on her face that, ugh, She kept saying, God blesses, God blesses. The implication being that somehow God had anointed her to go to the Maldives exactly one month before, had gotten her out safely in time, and that the 160,000 who had died had been unblessed. This is the kind of religion that I think gives skeptics of all religion and all spirituality almost all the ammunition they need. It was just this beaming, awful smile that she had, that she was somehow the truly most God's special chosen. She didn't even say something more humble and mysterious like, there but for the grace of God went I, or I'm just plain lucky. It was this absolute security that she was on the right side of the divine plan. And so all these people, Falwell, Robertson, Star jones I want to show you who they remind me of. Now, it's not just that I consider them Jokers, and actually The Dark Knight is the opposite of a Razzie. It is an incredibly powerful movie. But if you remember the movie, what the Joker and with his amazing performance by Heath Ledger personifies is the experience of chaos in life. Just, awful, unforeseen chaos. And really what's going on with the Joker all throughout this movie is he has a bet. He has a bet with Batman that in Gotham the people are only as good as the world allows them to be. He says that they are victims and held tight by their schemes and their plans. And basically what he's saying is that as long as they get what they want, as long as things go according to plan, even if as part of that plan is the suffering of people who are not as important as them, well, if they think those suffering people deserved it, then they will be all right, and they will sleep okay at night. Things will continue to be fine, and the world will be continued to be safe, and folks will just carry on. But because plans don't work out very often, and because we have the personifications of moral or natural evil, and our plans do get upset The Joker sees this as an opportunity to exploit and cause pain and manipulate and show people how rotten they are when their plans fall through. His bet is the minute that our plans or Gotham's plans fall apart, our normal expectations, so will we. In some ways, it's a paraphrase of something C.S. Lewis said a long time ago that I don't think he had the Joker in mind when he said it at all. But C.S. Lewis said, we want a plan, paraphrasing just a little bit, we want a plan so perfect that we don't have to be good ourselves. Star Jones, Pat Robertson, linking up with what the Joker said, what bothers me so much about these kinds of responses to tremendous human evil is that they reveal their character be as small, that their character is as small As their plans are very, very big. Almost as if there is an inverse, reverse proportion between those two things. This was the very point, the very religious point, the very heart of the matter that drew me towards Unitarian Universalism. Not just our freedom of thought, but for something even deeper than that. When I first started well over 15 years ago to study, especially the 19th century Unitarians and Universalists, some names very well known to us, like Emerson and Thoreau, and some names less well known to us, like Channing and Margaret Fuller, they placed their emphasis, the very core of the spiritual life, in a different way, in a different place than assuming that we will be blessed all the time and favored. Instead of plans, they favored character. Their idea was that the center of the religious life was diligent, everyday character, spiritual character formation through effort and study and practice. And of course, it was cooperating with their understanding of their experience of their knowledge of a loving God. They had a wonderful word, these 19th century Unitarians and Universalists, for this process. They called it self-culture, not Selfish culture, as in you or we or me are the only real things in the world. They called it culture in the way that bacteria grows in a culture. They wanted to produce and to become the kind of people who would assert this, that the greatest job any of us will ever have, the most wonderful thing we can do in this life, is the opportunity to grow a soul. We can grow a soul and express that soul. That is the truest fruition of what it means to live religiously. The difference between the spirituality of character and the spirituality of big, grand plans is what this message series is about. Planning for our spiritual growth is trying to put the focus where we can control things and trying to let go of those things that we cannot. And this brings me back around this day to the catastrophe of what has happened in Haiti. In the wake of something like this earthquake, especially for those of us who are not close and those of us who observe, it is not just about doing the right thing. It is not just about giving. It is also about giving from the right motivation, from the deep place within us that connects to people who are suffering. Because when we lack this inner kind of self-culture,